And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. Key is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Back in the new year. Gary, good morning. Welcome back. How are good, you? good morning. I uh, hope everybody had a great uh, Christmas and a and a great new year. We'll get into that and everything that happened. Uh, you know, while we were while we were gone, we got to make sure we get to some of that uh, uh, stuff. What happened while we were gone? Also, the GOP and Kevin McCarthy, the Idaho murder investigation and the suspect. Uh, how much we really are indebted in this country, and it's not just the debt that we have, but the obligations. There was an interesting article that was written while we were gone that I wanted to make sure that we uh, we got to on that, showing the, the the full problem that we have in this country. We'll tell you about the California school board that banned critical race theory right after being sworn in which means we also must get to the end of year wokeness Mm -hmm. two especially two stories that we saw out there that we want to get to what to expect in 2023 uh, and a whole bunch more but uh really the uh, the the breaking uh story from uh last night i don't remember the last time that an nfl game was was uh postponed and and right and and postponed indefinitely i mean you know not just stop for uh, a period of time, but but postponed indefinitely, yeah, especially this, this late in the season. And this was the the uh, the, the Bills playing the Cincinnati Bengals uh, last night, and uh, uh, one of the uh, wide receivers for Cincinnati caught the ball the the ball and and ran into and you can see hit him right in the, in the chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demar Hamlin, a defensive back for the the uh, the Buffalo Bills, who then immediately stood up and then fell right back. I mean, it's right. a horrifying scene. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go looking for it. I was asleep when right. when yeah. when all of yeah. this uh, happened. And right. I remember I I woke up and I could see you know my you know the the lights blinking. I'm like, oh, it's my mm-hmm. buddy's calling me, and mm-hmm. went back to sleep again. And and uh, and uh, all of a sudden, my phone's ringing. Now, the only way my phone rings is uh, uh, is uh, is because it's a family member calling me that can get through when I have my right. do not disturb off, and it's my sister. And I went, mm-hmm. oh boy, I have to answer this one. Mm-hmm. And she told me at that, you know, at that point, what had, uh, you know, what had happened in the 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 you know the the Bills game. Right. Uh, obviously, he had car- cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you when you saw that, you know, nine minutes of CPR. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, you know, so the, the initial reports that came out said they were working on him for uh, for close to 10 minutes. And then they, they the language started to change in those reports that it was they were, you know, that it was CPR. And that tells you that, you know, they're, they're it's an effort at that point to save his life. To uh, His heart had stopped at some point. And now in in critical condition mm-hmm. and we don't have any update from the hospital there are a lot of um, uh, a number of reports that you see or tweets that you see on social media uh we will pay attention to what the hospital says and and there should be an update in the coming hours we don't know exactly uh when that's going to be but uh, there should be an update from the hospital uh in the next few hours but um you saw NFL fans and players and ex-players and and everybody come together, you know, as a uh, as a community, really, in support and prayers uh, for Demar. And and nothing else matters. I mean, the game obviously has to take a back seat, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know, uh, I I just you think about that. You know, we we all have some experience watching young people play games, usually not on a professional level. But I remember watching my nephews play. Uh, they were uh, my three nephews, uh, brothers, and watching them play in high school. I mean, it was it was crazy. But watching those kids hit as they became juniors and seniors in high school, I was like, wow. I mean, it was over the top those kids were uh you know just i mean aggressive in the way that they played and that was high school football uh, and you, then you think about you know the the very uh aggressive nature of uh professional sports but especially uh football and you see uh we're reminded in a very um sobering way how dangerous it can be uh, you know, you 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 look back at the history of the the NFL. Uh, you know, and 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 again, we don't know. It's cr- he's in he's in critical condition right now. The only uh, NFL player ever to die on the field was actually um, oh Chuck Hughes mm. from the Detroit Lions back in 1971. Mm. Now he wasn't hit. He just felt he had nine, he had like 75 percent blockage. Mm. He, you know, young guy, but uh, he fell over and died. Yeah. He was playing for the Detroit Lions. It was against the Chicago Bears, and that was late in the fourth quarter. Right uh, when that happened, so they continued the game mm. in you know they, as they say in stunned silence. Uh, I was I was. Um, uh, you know, I just realized now as I'm talking, uh, the things I remember all have, you know, Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, everybody knows I'm from Buffalo and a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all have, you know, ties to Buffalo. I was there at the game. Uh, I remember because uh, I don't know if I was working with you yet. I I think I was mm-hmm. uh, when I was at the game uh, where Kevin Everett got hit. And you could hear the hit mm-hmm. up in the, yeah. you know, you could hear the hit. You could You right. could hear it, the crunching. It was horrible. I mean, and you know, I'm I'm what a hundred yards away. You know, up mm. in the you know way up in the state, you could hear it. Mm. And uh, luckily, he you know he recovered. I think uh, most of his ability to uh, walk, but they saved his life on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one, I I do remember as a and this is a, as a kid, I would have been about nine or ten years old. I believe this goes back to like 1965. Uh, Mac Lee Hill, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
after the the game was done, he had played against the Buffalo Bills and had gotten uh, hurt and was operated on like the next Tuesday. Got an embolism and died on the operating table from yeah. his knee injury. Yeah, those are the you know those are the ones I you know that, that I remember. And you just you just hope that you know being in critical condition and the things you worry about, of course, is the fact of how long if they did CPR. That means for that long of a time. That means his heart wasn't going right. And they used what do they call it? The AED mm-hmm. uh, also on him. Right, the yeah. uh, defibrillator, the right. what is automatic external? I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you see all these things, and you're like, oh wow, this is you know this is really 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 bad. I mean, they did the proper thing, and I know that again, I didn't see it in real in real time. So you know, but you go on Twitter, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh man, yeah. all right, time to move somewhere else from you know, Twitter. Try you know, time to move to the you know the actual what you believe are credible credible news sources uh, uh, out there because right. everybody, you know, is making instant, you know, observations mm-hmm. uh, uh, on it, you know, and, and as to whether the NFL took too long to postpone the game, but nobody knows who knew what at what point and, you know, what the communication was, but we jump on everything. Then there yeah. were the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the people like, you know, Charles Kirk out there, uh, who I used to have some respect for, who I lose completely when they start making medical diagnosis mm-hmm. that, oh, you know, basically, you know, implying it was COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, these young players having heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Just the stupidity of, you know, of that, you know, going. And that's part of the stupidity of the right that exists today. Because mm-hmm. right. everybody saw that posted that is considered on the right. Right. And they're idiots for doing it. They and, have no idea. There's hundreds. But number one, getting hit in the chest that hard can, can have an impact, number one. But there are dozens, hundreds, possibly thousands of reasons why sure. something like this could happen. And we know nothing you know, none. Of, his, right. of his personal medical history. Uh, and there may be something that, that he's not aware of that could have been mm-hmm. with him since birth. There's And, and you know nothing, yet you're going to go ahead and make a decision that this is this points to that. Idiocy that exists today. I mean, just absolute idiocy that exists. And I, I don't know what the effort is. I don't no, know I don't. what you're trying to accomplish through that. I really don't. I believe in prayer. Prayer can accomplish a lot, I believe. How about you go with that? And and so uh, for me, you know, when I, you know, by the time I woke up and you know what I you know, and and I went on uh, what was it? I went on Twitter. I wasn't. I didn't want to actually see it. To be honest with you, I didn't want. I, to, I, I haven't I, even searched I, it out. I, I don't. I don't care to see I, it. I didn't. I didn't want to see it. But as I'm going through Twitter, somebody had like mm. the five second thing, and mm. it was right there in front. As I'm mm. reading it, I go, "Well, what do they have below?" Mm. And you you just saw you know him getting hit, going down, and you know getting jumping right up and then falling right back down. Mm-hmm. And but what got me was the uh, the the you know the the pictures it's heartbreaking the pictures of the players yeah you know just looking at their looking at their faces uh, uh afterwards well and, the there's a there's a picture of uh T Higgins uh, yeah, walking was, with his was, mom leaving they yeah. appear to be leaving uh this is you know after everything is is over and this is T Higgins is the one uh who hit tomorrow and yes. and and you can only imagine the grief that T Higgins is going through and you know, uh, this is again why you don't you don't engage in something you know nothing about. How about you? How about you pray if you're inclined to do so, 
Or show genuine and, and concern wait, and compassion. At and wait until information comes out right. that we can maybe learn from. But it's, it's one of the things that you and I have talked about on, on almost every issue. Yep. Now, today, uh, people wish to be first or first in their, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, emotional, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the, oh, what do we call it with the morality that, uh, you know, I'm better than you. Well, that's, and, uh, and that's it. They, you know, they. they virtue signaling. Yeah. They, virtue, I, w- I want to be first in virtue signaling. Right. Even if I don't have the facts. Uh, you know, behind me whatsoever, and it's just... And it, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what drives that. I don't know what your goal is. What are you trying to do? I don't know. Who are you trying to be? I don't know. Captain Twitter? No. What kind of award do you get for that? You know, I I, I look at it and, and uh, you know, what, what caught me, you know, looking at the players and then seeing the Bengals players come over and, you know, hugging, hugging the Bills players and then uh, seeing that, you know, Joe Burrows and the rest of the Cincinnati, you know, the, the captains and I, uh, I probably all of them couldn't get in the locker room, but they went over to the Bills locker room. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that, you know, that, that you want to see. I mean, that's, and that's what you got. You got people that truly care about it and know, look, it's a game and let's, you know, this is a human life though. But, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's extremely serious as we all know. Hospital is supposed to give, I did see the hospital was supposed to give an update, yeah. but they didn't know when. Right. They thought it would be sometime yeah. overnight. Right. And, you know, we'll have that uh, for you. But just, I mean, just heartbreaking to see something like that. It really is. Uh, happen yeah. on a, on a, on a football people, or on a football field. And, and of course, you know, immediately, well, you know, well, we should never play football again. Football should be, you know, can't, hockey should be canceled. You know, I, all these things, any contact sport should be can't, and it's like, it's not going to happen. No, I mean, uh, there could be something where the, the game changes. Uh, there could be something where the equipment changes. Uh, again, we have to learn yeah. from what happened. And then it will be on the NFL to decide where they're going to take that. But first, you have to know the facts to do that. And this is why it becomes, I don't know, just a uh, this morbid act of stupidity to jump out. I and 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 I don't know. Promote something you know nothing about. Yeah, I I just I don't get it. And I, I and when I when I see it from people that uh, agree with me on a lot of other issues, mm-hmm. and then you see them completely just lose it on something like this, it just yeah. it just yeah. is uh, it it's it's frustrating. Um, I understand human nature, though. I, I we we've been around it long enough. You know, we we live in a society that uh, emotional virtue signaling without the facts is something that people are passionate about for some strange reason. As you said, you don't get it. What do you I, I yeah. what, what do you accomplish by doing that? What do you right. expect to accomplish? It's you know the way that you know you and I look at things, and we've said this bluntly. We don't care about being first. We care about being right. Yeah, on an issue. Right. And there are people that don't care about being right. They wish to put out their emotional virtue signaling, even if it's warped and bizarre. Yeah. In their, you know, whatever they feel their virtue signaling is for whatever audience they're trying to appease. I don't know, but it's, um, you know, just for God's sakes, have some, have some compassion. Yeah. For the situation that's right. going on at that, at that particular, you know, at, at that time. But for some reason, people just don't. No, they don't. It's reprehensible, but not surprising. 
but it's no, still bo- no. it's still bothersome at a time uh, like this. You know, one of the uh, I you know one of the heartbreaking things for me is the the picture of Demar Hanlon before the game going over to hug his mom and hugging his mom and talking yeah. to his family. Yeah, yeah. And you see that you're just right. like I mean it just break it just breaks your heart. So well, and you know all of his efforts for uh, charity and mm-hmm. and everything uh, that he has done as a player in his very young life. You know, mm-hmm. yep. So uh, we'll keep you updated if we hear anything. Uh, uh, you know, any update from the the hospital uh, on that? Yeah, definitely. But just very, very sad day. Mm-hmm. Very sad day in the sports world last night. Eight six six ninety red eye. Starting and charging system related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Your truck's inability to crank at the proper speed is the most obvious sign that a battery-related issue is present. If you experience any sluggishness when cranking your engine, get a full electrical system check from a trusted service provider. Continuing to crank a vehicle with low or inadequate voltage will damage the starter and can cost you uptime down the road. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE, uh, if uh, you'd like to uh, get in on the show today. Uh, all right. <laughs> the, the the biggest bomb while we were gone mm. was <laughs> the release of Trump's taxes. Wah, 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 I mean, it, just, <laughs> it just goes nowhere. <laughs> and I think Again. It was, was it the L.A. Times story? That that uh, was like Trump uses business losses to not pay his taxes. That was the best, right? It's like that's the tax law. <laughs> Warren Buffett does the same. Bill Gates, they all do it. If you want to change the tax law, change the tax law. <laughs> He's not paying any taxes. <laughs> well, he wasn't making any money, but. But the way I I, I got to find the headline because the way that the headline was written was implying that Trump did something wrong. Right. Yeah. How dare he take those deductions? I guess I, they know that he doesn't do his own taxes, right? <laughs> do they know that? I don't even know if they know that because they behave like they didn't know that. Like he's sitting around going, all right, what else can I write off? I can write off this. How many children do I have? Uh, what what can I what can, he's not sitting around doing his taxes did I bookmark that I you would think that would be something that I would bookmark yeah well there was so much going on honestly I I know it might, it might be at the bottom of the pile <laughs> which is almost two weeks old <laughs> when I saw that Trump uses business losses to not pay his taxes well, I like, almost <laughs> I almost tweeted out you know for our for our uh, audience members that follow us on social media I almost tweeted out you know what? You guys are on your own. We're not going to talk about any of this. It's there's the piles too big. We're we're just going to start fresh when we come in. Just talk amongst yourselves. We're not going to we're not going to discuss any of it. Just move move on. Everybody move on. 
There was so much going on. But no, I mean, that's what the, you, they wanted you to believe. That's really the only thing they thought they had a grasp on. He didn't pay taxes. Uh, why is that? Because he's, uh, you, you know that the IRS, uh, this is, you know, all of this is, is already gone through the IRS. The story would be um, the IRS is going after him because of tax evasion, which, of course, wasn't the story. So they tried to make it seem like it was tax evasion because, well, he took his losses. Well, that's what they all do. That's tax law. That's not breaking the law. hours a night and still not enough listen to our podcast available on the app and on our website red show.com and he is eric harley and i'm gary mcnamara 86690 uh, red eye so the other uh, headline i saw and i can't remember where i saw it but it was uh, uh, uh democrats the january uh, not january 6th committee democrats release trump's taxes Democrats release Trump's taxes after Trump breaks precedent and by not releasing his. As if that justified because Trump broke the voluntary precedent of yeah, not right. releasing his taxes. So that justified the Democrats releasing Trump's taxes, mm-hmm. which showed no wrongdoing. Right. And it's just like, Wow. And you just open the door there. You open the door for the Republicans now to say to hell with what the law says. Democrats have set the precedent. Yeah. And let's let's go and look at all of these. Remember, Trump lost wealth. By becoming that, president. By, by the way, this is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, Trump needs to pay something. There needs to be a wealth tax. Well, then he wouldn't pay because he lost wealth. Right. If, and if we're going to talk about gaining from your time in service, then yes. please, let's have that conversation. Look, let's look at Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. See the increase in her wealth. Mm-hmm. If that's the game that people wish to play. By the way, the, the Democrat Liz Cheney. Uh, if, if that's <laughs> yeah. the game that they wish to play, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that I just loved was, I mean, his... <laughs> What makes you unqualified for office? Uh, running for your first term and lying about everything? Mm. Does that make you, should should you be removed from office because of that? Or if you have a half century of lying about everything <laughs> and become president of the United States? <laughs> if you already know the lies, then it's okay. If you've got a history of, 50 years of lying, right. we accept that. When you have a half a century of, of lies, as the president <laughs> does, on everything mm-hmm. that he has ever talked about in his life, come education, come jobs. As far as we know, he's the first to ever receive bottomless Pinocchios from the Washington <laughs> Post. Exactly. Not the New York Post. <laughs> <laughs> 
And again, as we aren't we aren't advocating or we would never enable lies. In fact, we have told Republicans, stop lying. Yeah. Don't lie. You don't need to lie. Conservatives don't need to lie. Let's start this message again. As we start 2023, Democrats have to lie. They cannot convince the American public that what they wish to do is the correct thing to do. Mm -hmm. There is no reason that any conservative or any Republican has to lie on any issue that exists out there. So let's start that as a base. Right. So we don't approve what Representative or soon to be Representative Santos has done. Was he sworn in? Yesterday or was he sworn in today? I don't know. I uh, believe it's today. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't uh, look if the guy is guilty of lying and he lied to would be voters and, you know, made things up on his resume, then he deserves whatever's coming to him. Or as he said, resume enhancement. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, Eric, it says here you were the original lead guitarist for Aerosmith. Is that true? As far as you know. Now, see, my <laughs> when 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 I was extremely young and foolish, uh-huh. you know what my resume enhancement was? Hmm. If I work for a job maybe 14 months, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but I worked like till January 2nd. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that the whole month. So I worked for the. I worked fifteen months, right? Yeah, and I remember thinking yeah. to myself, "What if Close I get caught?" The gap in the resume. The resume yeah. gaps. Yes, exactly. I wanted right. that. Yeah, because it was like, okay, I didn't get a job for six months. Okay, let me move that one month up, and the other one a month. That way, I was only off. I was only unemployed for three months. Yeah. At that, that right. was that was my resume enhancement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, closing the gaps. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I would say that it said it shows here you were. What What did you do for seven years? And, and so, again, we're not justifying, but there, it it is important to make the comparison mm-hmm. about how the media looks at someone like the first-term uh, congressman out of New York versus uh, a half-a-century career of pathological line by the current president of the United States. Right. I mean, look... Um we can go toe to toe on this. Yeah, it's like it'll be a no. It'll be a no brainer. And the liberal media has written about it, as we mentioned, the Washington Post, but the New York Times and all of them, they've written about it. This guy makes up lies when you don't need to make up lies. <laughs> Seriously, what the hell was corn pop all about? <laughs> What are you trying to accomplish with some of these lies? His ego won't won't let him quit lying. Maybe here's what we're missing. The mainstream media cares about lies, Mm -hmm. but they ignore entertaining lies. Oh, it's got to be an entertaining lie, right? That's that's the problem. That Biden has extremely entertaining lies. Right. Yeah. Corn pop and the hair and the legs. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) That that the resume enhancement are normal lies that ought to be looked into, but the bizarre and creepy lies, uh, we just need to stay away from them. Right. God, just unbelievable. Well, you know, that, that one lie about uh, uh, being put in jail, in a, uh, you know, in a foreign country, uh, that, that maybe that'll come true here at home. We won't have to lie about it anymore. 
it's you know it it is though that grasping of straws and his ranking by the media remember because when he was in the late 80s when he when he had a you know not run anymore it's because mm-hmm. the media exposed all of his lies about mm-hmm. his education right yeah i mean over and over and over again after he became president the liberal media the bizarre set of lies that Joe Biden is still telling. Yeah. To the point where he got bottomless, bottomless Pinocchios. Bottomless. The, the, the first fact checker at the Washington Post gave up. There were so many lies. Bottomless Pinocchios. Bottomless Pinocchios. Endless. We can't mm. keep count. We don't know how many. And it's not like, you know, there's a... You know, they, they, well, I know where all the skeletons and the closet are. They're not in the closet. They're everywhere. They've been, he, he's, he's telling them over and over again. He's repeating the lies. But that, then what, what I love was the response from the Republicans. All right, let's release everybody's taxes, including everybody in Congress yeah. and everybody who has made money while serving in Congress. All of their taxes must be released if that's the precedent that we're starting. Shh, let's move on to something else. Yeah, exactly. That was entertaining. No, I mean, that's, you know, what it comes down to is that, well, this must end. What must end? You know, the thing. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It was like they were pointing at nothing saying, see, I, d- I don't see anything. <laughs> well, then we need to change the law. So there will be something there. Well, the fact of the matter is they had nothing. They had nothing. And they still, again, have nothing. The funny thing is, I'm just clicking through, uh, just actually looking for updates, you know, as as anything on uh, DeMar Hamlin, mm-hmm. see if the hospital, and the first thing that first thing that comes up, during a speech to Naval Academy graduates, Biden claimed he was appointed to the Naval Academy in 1965, mm-hmm. except Biden graduated from the University of Delaware in 1965, making that impossible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. It is just insane. <laughs> oh, my. My, oh, my, oh, my. I just. <laughs> well, I, I don't, you know, I thought to myself, all right, is the whole Trump thing with his taxes, is that an effort to try and build something into a story so big? That essentially, as the Republicans come into power, whoever the speaker may be, they want to just, you know, the, the, take the focus, of course, off of the whole Hunter Biden thing, or at least make it seem where it's not so big. I mean, if we want to get into taxes, let's review the current president's taxes during that period mm-hmm. and what he claimed and didn't claim. And let's look at the flow of money. Well, I think there should be a much greater interest since the president has lied about not knowing about his son's business dealings. Mm-hmm. Since, the, since that's what we're looking for is taxes. And what's worse than following tax law might be not following tax law. Right. And making sure all income is reported. And when you say, when we all know 
that the Biden family was enriched by foreign entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the and the evidence that exists that nobody is disputing its legitimacy says because nobody is right. Nobody's right. nobody's coming right. out and and stating that what's on the laptop is inaccurate. Are they right? Where it no. says the president got ten percent and mm-hmm. witnesses, business partners willing to say Biden is the one who got ten percent, and then uh, his son himself in the one email to remember the email to a relative. Hopefully, you won't have to support you know Joe mm-hmm. and everybody else like I have to do. Right. I think that's evidence to find out. You know to look at Biden's taxes and to do an investigation to see if he did not report income. If Trump is a story for doing nothing wrong except following tax law and he is demonized for it, well, then let all things be equal. Yep. Let's look into it right away. Look, we wouldn't be talking, well, we would be talking about Biden and what was going on, but we're talking about it now because Democrats have made the story that Trump on his taxes did something wrong because he followed the law. Right. And that's why it must be released so you will know that Trump followed the law when doing the tax when doing his taxes. Right. And you this know is too much fun. Uh, it, well, it's you know the end game I could see where if they had taken the, the, the road of, look, you know, he's not that great at business. By the way, he wrote a book about, you know, the business failings, his own business failings. And, you know, how uh, one time when he was, I forget, I think, uh, close to a billion dollars in debt or something. I forget what it was. And he looked at a guy. He said, I saw a homeless man on the street and I thought that guy is richer than I am. He's like a billion dollars richer because I owe a billion dollars <laughs> and he may have nothing, but he doesn't owe anybody anything. You know, and and I wondered, you know, OK, they didn't take that road. They didn't I didn't see them, you know, come together as a group. And I mean, the liberal media and and go down that path. See, he wasn't doing well in business. Probably because I guess that's well documented that he's had his ups and downs in business. He's filed bankruptcy I don't know how many times. But that's not something he has hidden. They keep finding things that aren't hidden and go, aha! I know. <laughs> you've, I, just, you've opened the doors for Republicans now to say, well, William, you did this. Right. Well, the, the current president had a shared account with his son who was making tons of money. Let's look into the cash flow. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Eight 
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, I guess one of the things that whenever we go on vacation, we come back and we we could spend the next week talking about what we missed the past week. And mm-hmm. and it was it was Christmas, New Year's week. Yeah. And right. still there was so much going on, which mm-hmm. uh, we will uh, get to. By the way, the uh, NFL held a... Uh, uh, I guess a conference call and uh, and and said uh, they will be giving no further update on the postponed game between the the Bills and Cincinnati, and they will not be giving any further update on Demar uh, Hamlin. They also stated they never uh, said uh, you know put out that there was five minutes to warm up and play again. That mm. that did not happen. You know that never came from the NFL. The right. officials may have said it. Goes, they never said it. So right. They said right. they deny reporting, giving any type of deadline. And st- Up- still no update from the hospital. No update yet from the hospital, no. Right. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Hope you had a great uh, New Year. Just uh, horrible what happened uh, uh, last night at uh, the uh, uh, Buffalo Bills against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Damar Hamlin, this came out from the Buffalo Bills just in the last 15 minutes. Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in uh, critical condition. I have not seen an update. Now, the NFL said uh, they held a conference call about an hour ago. They finished a conference call and said uh, they will not be discussing at all anything you know, about the uh, rescheduling of the game because right. the game was postponed. Right. It, they stopped it in the first quarter. Right. Uh, he... Uh, uh, he took a he he took a hit. Uh, it looked like in the chest area. Got up immediately, then fell right back over. Uh, it was a horrible scene to to see the players uh, on the, uh, the 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 field and and you know the the emotion that was uh, that was coming out. Uh, but uh, the uh, I had seen earlier where the hospital said that they would overnight be giving an update, but they did not give you know what time that would be. The NFL said. We're not giving any more updates after this. Right, they were they were done uh, uh, with it. The other um, story is the uh, NFL executive Troy Vincent. This is from the Buffalo News denied a report that at one point the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals were given five minutes to warm up after Demar Hamlin collapsed on the field and was taken by ambulance to the hospital. "Quote: I'm not sure where that came from." Uh, end of quote, Vincent, the league's vice president of football operations, told reporters on the midnight conference call, frankly, again, quote, frankly, there was no time period for the players to get warmed up. 
frankly, the only thing that we asked was that the referee communicate with both head coaches to make sure they had the proper time inside the locker room to discuss what they felt like was best. So I'm not sure where that came from. The five-minute warm-up never crossed my mind personally, and I was the one that was communicating with the commissioner. We never, frankly, it never crossed our mind to talk about warming up to resume play. That's ridiculous, that's insensitive, and that's not a place that we should ever be in. And, you know, that gets back to what you and I were talking about, the instant reaction that you get when the, you know, when the whole story isn't out there. Mm -hmm. And that was just a perfect example of what we, of one of the things that was, that was brought up uh, that you saw on Twitter, people making instant judgments without the facts being out there. A reporter would say something, well, that was gospel truth. And so that must be the truth. And boom, everybody would then make an instant judgment on it. Right. Yeah. Um, And, and frankly, you know, and I could see where there's miscommunication between officials, uh, the commissioner's office, and the teams, um, and and mixed signals coming out. But then you have the chaos that is the social media outlets and people putting out their information that just clearly isn't accurate and wasn't accurate at that time. You know, quite frankly, if you don't have a quote from somebody, then why would you why would you put it out there vincent said the league recognized that the players and coaches involved were traumatized and resuming the game was not an option uh during the call with reporters league officials said there has uh there has been given no consideration to when the game might resume mm. at the appropriate time i'm sure that we'll have a conversation around the next steps uh regarding what we should do right in that case right. so uh, and because I mean, that's where you got the NFL, how horribly insensitive they are, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, it must be COVID, you know, that mm-hmm. was coming out that mm-hmm. because he got hit in the chest and another young player, uh, you know, getting a, 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 a heart attack and, mm-hmm. you know, the inference that it must be COVID and it's, you know, excuse me, it must be the COVID shots, mm-hmm. you know, not, not COVID, but mm-hmm. the COVID shots, uh, again, just totally irresponsible, uh, you know, reporting, and and many of those putting that out are people on the right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, um, the fact of the matter is nobody knows anything about the medical history. No. Um, and there could be things that are uh, totally unknown to DeMar himself that led to this. It could have been the hit. We don't know. We have no, don't know. no idea until medical professionals tell us. And then we can go from there. And if the NFL, would have, if they want to take that information... And they want to make changes down the road, whether it's equipment or uh, whatever it might be, changing of the rules. Then all that will come when we learn the truth, but not before. And, you know, I, I, I don't know why that has to be so hard for people. I don't know what this, you know, mindset is that you've got to jump on social media and go down that path. I just don't get it. You know, and, and you go back and you look at it, you know, you go uh, uh, back and when Chuck Hughes uh, of the um, Detroit Lions mm-hmm. died back in 1971 on the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't even part of the play. I mean, he didn't catch a pass. He wasn't hit. Mm-hmm. He just 
fell over. He was 28 years old. Yeah. And had 75% of his arteries, you know, uh, one of his coronary arteries, 75% blocked. Mm -hmm. And his family had a history of heart disease. Right. So, you know, you don't, you just, you don't know. But people wanting to make, this is the thing. And how long, you've said it. I know I've said it, but when I have my headphones on, I hear you saying it over and over again. Because you've said it so many times. We don't care about being first. We care about being right. And for some reason, people are like, well, okay, I'm going to take a guess. This is what happened. And if I'm right, I can sit there and say, see, I was first on it. And if I was wrong, well, I just basically ignored, move on. That's where, as you we talked about before, that's where uh, the political activism comes in. Mm-hmm. Your political activism, I've got a narrative. i got to stick with this narrative no matter what. I have no shame if I'm wrong. Right. And I just keep moving on it. Yeah. I'll just stay with it. I'm just going to run with it. And... I don't know what the what the goal is. What do you hope to accomplish with that? The fact of the matter is, is that there likely is something to be learned of this. Um, how much? Again, uh, you know, we will have to wait and see. But it's not going to happen before we know the truth of what happened here. And. Where is the decency to wait for, you know, to to give the family, the other players, everyone involved, a little space right now? Because whatever is going on, their mind is not on the game and when the game will be played, if at all. It's not on anything else. It's on DeMar, as it should be. Give them that space. If you're so inclined, pray for them. By the way, just so people know, the majority of the Bills team remained at the stadium well into Monday night. Mm. The entire team, then, because I know Stefan Diggs, ESPN report, that he actually went, the wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, actually went to the hospital because they weren't getting any information. And mm. the the report, ESPN reporter actually vouched for him because the police officer wouldn't let him in. And right. said, no, no, this is, you know, and he says, we just, we need to find out whatever. But uh, ESPN now reporting that the entire team then departed shortly after midnight and returned to Buffalo. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, this isn't going to be a thing where the game is played later on today or something like right, that. Or right, the, right, right. The next couple of days. So, yeah, uh, right. uh, again, the league did not say, they said we, we're not even into the, that kind of discussion Right uh, on that whatsoever. So, right, right. you know, you sit there and you see he is sedated. You know, he got oxygen. You know, too uh, mm-hmm. on on the um, on uh, on the field. Um, you know, he was given oxygen also. So, mm-hmm. uh, I guess that would be the concern. I mean, that's what you look at. And when you sedate somebody and put them under, um, you know, when they've had something like this, the mm-hmm. the concern. I mean, I know one of the concerns would be you know possible brain damage. Mm-hmm. Right. not oxygen right. going to their brain and right. and uh you know were they able to you know take care of that on the field that would be one of the biggest concerns i i think that was really why this uh everyone you know uh, when you're approaching 10 minutes of them you know working on him on the field i mean it it is it's one of those it's troy aikman said and i don't have the quote in front of me but basically this has never happened and you, I mean, you, you see the, you know, the, 
the entire situation for what it is. Well, he's correct. That's, this, that's, I mean, a, that's the, a long because time. The Chuck Hughes was something else. It wasn't right. that he was hit on the right. field and something yeah. happened. He right. He he died of a he died of a heart right. attack because right. he had a history of heart disease, mm-hmm. which yeah. can affect if you have a family of heart. It, it can affect you very long. Look at Dick Cheney. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, so there are people that have heart problems, heart disease in their family that have problems in their twenties and their thirties. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, my my cousin passed away uh, at yeah. the age of thirty eight from a massive heart attack, and it was it's you know this is what he inherited, you know, and and the, you know it, this is the part again in any situation that isn't known, but these are all the possibilities of what could be at play here. Don't know. Most people look at the play. And the nature of the play, um, and then you could go from there. But we don't know, and the doctors will fill us in in the coming days, and then we'll, you know, from there you you see what the NFL will do. If it had to do with the hit, then is something going to change there? Something with equipment does it change? You know, but the fact of the matter is, is that you've got a family right now that is struggling. You've got his his colleagues on his team, all the fans. Uh, the the opposing team, and everybody else that's involved in here. I can't imagine. I I didn't seek out the the video. I didn't see it happen, and I didn't seek out the video for a reason. But I can't imagine those players that were on the field right there with him. It's traumatic. And that's what they're going through right now. And there's really no room for anything else. Prayer. 86690-RED-EYE. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. On the off chance that you become stranded due to wintry conditions, it's important to be prepared and to know what to do. Consider carrying an emergency kit, That includes a shovel, flares, jumper cables, first aid supplies, a flashlight, and spare batteries. If you become stranded, stay in your vehicle. Walking in a storm puts you at risk of being hit by a car, suffering hypothermia, or getting lost. Call 911 to request help. Store extra clothes in your cab so you can stay warm by wearing layers. If you have to run the engine for heat, make sure that the exhaust pipe is clear of snow and crack a window to make sure that carbon monoxide doesn't build up in the cab. Also pack extra food and water so you don't have to go hungry or risk dehydration while you're waiting for help to arrive. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. For people just tuning in, we were, just, we're in, in case because sometimes when, when there's breaking news, you just assume that people know everything that was going on. If you didn't see it, and I didn't, I was asleep uh, last night, but uh, during the Buffalo Bills Cincinnati 
uh, uh, Bengals game uh, uh, last night. Uh, Demar Hamlin, uh, a defensive back for uh, the Buffalo Bills, uh, got hit uh, in the chest, got up after you know basically making a tackle, and then fell right back over again. He went into cardiac arrest. His heart uh, did stop. It was he was resuscitated on the field. Uh, the game has been postponed. And uh, so they stopped the game at that uh, point. The Bills have gone back uh, to, uh, to, uh, to Buffalo. And DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition right now uh, at uh, the, uh, the hospital in Cincinnati. I do want to make this note, though, because we've been saying that the, uh, uh, the hospital had said that they were going to have an update. They are not going to have an update overnight. Okay. So the hospital's spokesperson canceled the uh, the news conference. All right. So the NFL said no further updates, and the hospital has said no further updates. All right. So all we know is, at this point, is critical condition. All right. So there you go. And we'll keep you, if there's any other updates, but it doesn't seem like there is going to be any other updates from the hospital. Right, right. Or the, uh, the, the NFL that said, you know, basically we're, we're done, and it's not going to be where the game is played tonight or something like that. It's, um, you know, who, you know, don't know and don't really care at this this point uh as i believe most people are of that same mindset really don't care at this point yeah it's, it's his it's his nothing uh, else matters his help but uh and again if you're just you know uh, tuning in uh he uh was given cpr for was it nine ten minutes i think yeah, is what they right. talked about That's, right yeah they're on the field right. yep and then uh taken off the field uh, to the hospital directly in an ambulance, um, and again, you know, just a a, a very scary situation uh, to play uh, out there on the field uh, for everybody involved, and of course, um, his family um, and everybody right now that is dealing with us, and and the team, and, and you know, this is. Um, unprecedented i i don't i don't recall a player in my lifetime i don't recall a a, a player being in a situation like this do you no like i said the, the the closest would uh be the uh as we mentioned uh, earlier yeah the detroit lions player who died on the field but not he, unrelated he, to a play in the game yeah it was unrelated yeah. to a play in the game he just right. he just uh he had heart disease and 28 right. years old chuck hughes Back yeah. in 1971. No, I, I don't think this has ever happened where uh, a game has been. I don't remember the last game that was ever postponed. Yeah, I don't. And started back up again. Right, right. I I, you know, I just yeah. don't ever. Rem- and I know it's never happened because of somebody being hurt on the field. And and um, uh, I remember when uh, Daryl Stingley got hit. Uh, this goes back, what was this, that the 70s? Mm-hmm. When uh, when he got hit and was paralyzed, and I was at the game when uh, uh, Kevin Everett got hit uh, when he was playing for the Bills, and you know they thought he might be paralyzed for life. They saved his life on the field. The doctors mm. did mm-hmm. on that, and I'll never forget that. And when you and they continued the game, they you know they they took him off the field, uh, and they continued the game. But I'll never forget it was absolutely horrifying because we, we you could hear the hit, you could hear it, right? You could hear the Right, you know, it was you knew that it was a different kind of hit. Right, you you could just it's almost like a crunching. It was horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. it just and and so um, nothing like this though. 
I, I think Troy Aikman was right. This has never happened before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is, it's very scary. Uh, very scary. Uh, yeah. our, our thoughts and prayers uh, are with mm-hmm. his family, uh, with the doctors there that are caring for him. And uh, it's just a, you know, again, one of these situations where, and I, I guess for some people, they just stay in the mode. But for most of us, we we know what the priority is. And it's a reminder that, you know, that uh, uh, what is important, life is important, you know, and keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Threat to democracy if you don't download our app, Red Eye Radio. <laughs> and he's Eric Carling. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, so uh, how was your vacation? <laughs> Very busy. There was a lot going on uh, to the extent that normally I have more time during the year in vacation to rest. And I usually take advantage of that time. <laughs> Because there's not as much lawn work, you know, there's not mm-hmm. other things going on. It's like, okay, slow time of year. Uh, and after Christmas, I can just, you know, take a nap for a few hours, which is helpful for, for me during a vacation anyway. But apparently we'll have none of that. <laughs> there's so much going on um, um, in, in my family um, and so there was, there was a, a, a lot of, um, traveling back and forth. It's only a two hour drive, but that's a four hour drive total. Um, and so there was a lot going on, but otherwise it was good. I mean, you know, uh, busier than normal, but still, uh, it was great. I enjoyed the time that I had with everybody, all my family members that I was able to spend time with. Uh, my wife and I got to hang out quite a bit, and so it was good. Yours? Oh, well, I never made it back to Buffalo. Mine was the first flight canceled. Mm, yeah. And when uh, this would have been Thursday night uh, where I knew it was going to get canceled. I right. I saw what was coming in. You know, you and, mm. I remember when you and I left, you said, well, are you optimistic? I said, yeah, I may be able to. And by the time it got the window you know, closed. The, yeah. By the time it got, you know, 12 hours later. And then it just it got like, progressively yeah. worse. Well, when, when my flight was canceled, you know, my, well, man, can't you, t-? I said, I'm, look, they're going to be canceling everything. I'm not going to be chasing canceled flights for the next three days sitting at DFW airport. Yeah. It's not, and then everything was canceled, everything, you know, all the way right. through. I probably would not have gotten back. If I wanted to fly out of Buffalo, I had a friend of mine who went in a day before. And he got out, uh, so he went, he went Wednesday and he was coming back, supposed to come back last Tuesday Mm -hmm. on the same flight I was going to come back on. Mm -hmm. He got out Friday, but not in Buffalo. He had to go to Rochester. Mm -hmm. 
everything was just it was impossible yeah. uh if if uh you know so probably I could have gotten out Friday but it you would just you wouldn't have done anything number 1 if I would have made it in on that flight that morning flight on Friday mm-hmm. I couldn't get from the airport to my dad's house. the roads closed there that they, they the roads everything was closed you couldn't yeah. You couldn't get out. The rental car company, there would have been nobody at the rental car company to rent a car from. Right, right. And nobody was driving. So uh, uh, it's still, I mean, it was it was okay because by the time we got to the next day, I was talking to my sister. I'm like, I make the right decision. Yeah, you made the right decision. We can't see anything uh, anywhere. So they didn't end up celebrating, I don't believe, until Tuesday or Wednesday. And so I just, yeah. I made sure I knew when they were going to celebrate. And I said, okay, the, we didn't even communicate. I just knew my sister will be mm-hmm. FaceTiming mm-hmm. probably from 6 o'clock through 9 o'clock. Right. And so I just made sure that my headset, because I don't want to be on the, I don't want to sit there and be holding the phone. So I just put the phone in a particular place and had my headset on. So if I moved away a little bit, they could still hear me clearly on it. We FaceTime. We FaceTime yeah. like three different times, probably for a half hour each time. So it was like I was there, and I told my dad, keep the tray up, and I'll just fly in. I fly in a week from Friday. I'm flying right. in for a day and a half. Yeah, yeah. And and we're going to do, I said, keep your tree up, and I'll come in, and we'll, you know, we'll just, we'll do, we'll do Christmas there. People come over. I said, just, we'll order pizza, something like that, and just, I'm there for Christmas. So yeah, they're all yeah. cool with uh, I uh, I was going to go back uh, uh and 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 make another drive and visit uh, even longer with my parents on on Thursday and Friday of last week. But I called him. I said, "I'm sorry, it's too warm. <laughs> oh I don't want to have to be running my air conditioner and whatnot." <laughs> I mean, it was just it was so crazy uh, the weather. You know, we went through that yes cold spell, came out of that, and then spring came back. We almost had eighty degrees the other day. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. It's insane. I don't know what I. You, you sit there every morning. You wake up. And go okay. What day is it today? What do I? What do I wear? Is it? Sh-? I wore shorts. Yeah. I went to the driving range a bunch of times, and I will tell you this: um, I watch too much TV, mm. and I don't ever want to again see the Mike Huckabee sleep supplement commercial again. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm so sick of seeing that. Hi, <laughs> can't you sleep? Having like, trouble sleeping? Like, oh man, stop it! <laughs> yeah, I, uh... I just that commercial. And then the other one is that I noticed mm-hmm. the Planned Parenthood basically saying, "Kill your baby; it'll make your life better." You've seen some of these oh, Planned yeah. Parenthood commercials. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoa! I can't believe how many of them are running. You don't need to be burdened. Yeah, it's just a life. Yeah. I, I mean, they're as blunt as you can. It's no, almost like they said, okay, no, let's let's not sit there. Let's get back to, okay, if you find that abortion is necessary and you're just like, no, make your life better. Get an abortion. No, they, they, like, they had, I don't know how many celebrities in uh, over the last few years uh, work it, toward that effort as well. Well, I never would have been rich and famous yeah. had I become right. a mom. Well, thank goodness you didn't, right? Because all that wealth and fame is more important. You know, it's going to be a really interesting year, 2023, because, and, and I noticed this 
you know that not not only that, but uh, on on social media, it's really you know the Republicans. The Republicans are just against things. They're mm-hmm. they're 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 against. You can't find out what they're for. Yeah, you can, but there's like you can't find out what they're for. I mean, they're against uh, the the transgenderism. They're against this or against that. They're against mm-hmm. no. You can just flip that around and say no. They're for this, for that, and for that. Mm-hmm. But it's really is they're trying to really defend and double down on the most radical agenda that you could possibly imagine. They're not yeah. backing off. No, we predicted this. Yeah, but they're not backing off at all. Right. No, I think. After the midterms, they they believe that, all right, look, we're on the right path. We just have to get more radical. We just got to keep going down this road and become even more radical. And that's exactly what they're going to do. There's not going to be a shift in that regard. They're not about to change. They're not about to. And this is the thing, is that if you stop for a moment and separate yourself from the, I, I would say, the the Beltway rhetoric, and it, it's not exclusive to being in the Beltway because it does happen all over. But if you take the political rhetoric from the far left and the party and set it aside and then look at what people, how people are reacting to the left in real life, you understand how out of touch they are. Are they still winning elections? Yeah, they are. Are they winning over the hearts and minds of people? No. No. They are not. No, I mean, we we live in, and, you know, this is frustrating last year. It's been frustrating for us for a significant period of time. Mm-hmm. We can go back all the way to 2012. Yeah. But it's like, hmm, okay. So, and this, and we say 2012 because it was the exit polling where everybody agreed with Romney. Nobody agreed with Obama, yet Obama won. Yeah, right. And it was like, whoa, okay, right. so how long will people keep voting against the things that they actually don't believe in? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're there now. It doesn't last forever. You do you do see shifting, but it's also when you look at the Republican Party, and we'll look at it, and as we have, you know, stated, and we said this earlier in the show, uh, and we have said this for a significant period of time, Democrats have to lie mm. because they can't sell that a man is a is a is a uh, a man is a girl because they say so. Mm-hmm. A man is a woman because I say I am. Nobody buys that. You may think you are. I can't really debate that with you because I don't know you. You may think you are, but biologically that does not make you so. You know, you look at the 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 court ruling. What was it in Florida that uh, that yeah. came out over it? Right, and it was like. These judges won't recognize. Well, no, they don't. They're not going to recognize that a man is a woman because a man says that he's a woman. It's that simple. Right. This isn't hard. You're not going to win that one in the arena of ideas. You're not going to win. You're not going to win identity politics. No, you are not going to no. win. No, you're not. You're, you are. I've had this discussion uh, with a, a, a couple of people. We got into a, a great discussion about you know where we are today. That if you look at if you look at uh, you know racism in this country, people think completely different now than they did sixty years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people think completely different than they did a half century ago. Yeah, uh, right. But even in my generation, I think about my you know. Uh, 
especially when I became 18 years of age and, you know, uh, became a bill collector. And it was every ethnicity was in there and nobody cared. And that's 48 years ago that I started working at the bank. I can't believe it. It's 48. Everybody hung out together. Nobody even thought about it. Well, you take 48 years, almost a half century later, and the generations now, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't no. care. No, they the, don't. And the Democrats still make it as if, no, it's the major issue that and because they practice the identity politics where they judge people by groups and not individuals, the only place where race relations have not invi- have not evolved is in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, the only place where race relations have not evolved in our society is the Democratic Party, who still is passionate about treating you by your physical characteristics. Well, because what they realized, I think, along the way is that they were losing influence. And the only way to gain influence is to keep people in groups and keep people separated by groups. Yep. And that if you're not doing that, there is something inherently wrong with you. If you don't think that way, then we're going to gaslight the daylights out of you and make you feel like there's something wrong with you. And that's what they have done in recent years. They've ramped it up to the nth degree. This is not going to stop. Because it was the only political control they felt they had. That if we can just keep people in classifications and not allow people to actually become individuals, then politically we can continue to win. Well, the problem is when you break it down into more and more subgroups, your division gets to the point of people being alone in their subgroup. It's not a group. It's one person who is a victim for a number of reasons. Therefore, everybody else is an oppressor. And you can't overcome that. Eventually, it will be the the collapse politically and you're going to have to have a new game. Now, they're still winning, again, still winning elections. Okay. That's fine. Why did they do that? Look at the number of reasons why they win elections. Right now, the hatred for one guy is still very right. much alive. One thing hasn't changed, though, hmm. is where the people stand on the actual issues. Oh, no doubt. No, the, the, the right. very, the very the, core of it. Right. And that's what they don't see. The politics may have evolved over right. the last couple of years saying, all right, let's not defend the issue. Let's right. we can we can win on Trump. Right. You know, it's a, we, we can win but on when Trump. You break or, it down or, to the issues or, yeah. or we can win a little bit on abortion or mm-hmm. something. But mm-hmm. but on on the major issues that America is concerned about mm-hmm. that we've talked about those four or five, six uh, issues out there, the economy, the border, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. inflation, which is right. uh, part of the. Uh, the economy, the social issues of critical race uh, uh, theory, the liberal transgender activist movement, the culture wars. Mm-hmm. Conservatives dominate. Yeah. When it, the conservative mindset dominates through the American public. Now, how do you win? You know, we see what's going on right now. We'll see what happens later on today mm. with the Speaker of the House. Mm. Politics is one thing, the issues, though, are another thing. Right. And the issues are with the Republicans. 866 90 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. 
It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Curley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Uh, Coming up following the top of the hour, uh, more of what to expect in 2023, uh, end-of-year wokeness. we got to make sure we hit that. The Idaho murder investigation and uh, the, uh, the the suspect. Wow. Right. Yeah. Um, just a, an incredible story still being told here. The suspect uh, was uh, lived not very far, just minutes away. Uh, from where, where the four victims were murdered. And so much was learned after the arrest of the suspect. We'll get into more of that coming up. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations, you can listen when and where you want. Uh, Just uh, 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 giving uh, just hourly updates because it was such an unbelievable, horrible scene uh, last night, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the uh, the Buffalo Bills in uh, Cincinnati. Game uh, had to be stopped in the first quarter uh, after uh, DeMar Hamlin, a defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, uh, was tackling a receiver and got hit uh, in, in the chest. He got up, grabbed his uh, face mask, then fell over backwards. Uh, the doctors had to come out, performed... Uh, well, his heart stopped. I mean, everybody, you know, the the, mm. the Bills in the NFL have said his heart stopped. Uh, he uh, was uh, uh, underwent uh, CPR for, you know, nine, ten minutes. And I was looking at it, and I didn't see the interview with um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Mm. Where, and, and I just was watching it during the break, and you were telling me that, you know, a part of it that Troy Aikman said, this has never happened before. Right. And, right. It, and it's true. This Something like this has never happened before. And uh, Joe Buck was saying, you know, they're, you know, to do it, they're pounding on his chest and the players are surrounding it, you know, when you, when, you know, so, you know, basically to give him privacy, but they were watching this, <clears throat> excuse me. And it was just horrendous. And the, the reaction of the players uh, and just so you know, his condition, he's in critical condition uh, in, uh, in Cincinnati, the game has been postponed. Uh, the, I just saw on uh, Twitter, the bills, uh, in the last, uh, half hour or so have arrived back in Buffalo already. So the entire team is back unless some players stayed at the hospital, but, uh, he's in uh, critical condition has been, 
uh, sedated, and there is no further information that the hospital or the NFL is going to give uh, throughout the night. So, if that changes, we'll bring that information yes. to you. We uh, we will. So just just horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. Uh, it it's it it's one of those you know again rare moments in in professional sports where of course everything stops. Um, you know, and and the focus as it should be is on the life at hand. And uh it is uh you know it is it it it's it is especially disturbing, you know, to see. You you go from because the the range of emotions, you go from you know, you're you're headed toward uh, you know, playoff season, you're headed toward you know, where the teams are all going to fall and everything else, and the fans are all in this upbeat mood to something very different. And it is, um, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers re- remain with Damar and his family and the doctors, everyone caring for him this morning. Uh, all right, uh, let me see the Buffalo News reporting that all the Bills players are returning to Buffalo with the team. So okay. that's... Uh, all right. That's from the NFL, apparently. Hmm. So, all right. okay, reported by the the uh, the the Buffalo News, but just shocking. And uh, like I said, I didn't see it live. I but but I was well, my sister woke me up, mm-hmm. uh, and but I so I just I saw more of the response afterwards, uh, and and probably you know twenty minutes afterwards. Right. Uh, but uh, some of the scenes that I've seen of just the the players. Uh, them, them themselves, and you actually look at the play, and the play doesn't look that bad, right? You know, you've seen some of the plays in hockey where somebody takes a hit, you're like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, mm-hmm. that guy's mm-hmm. never getting up again." He's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and they get up and and they're fine. This did not look like the kind of hit that would, you know, that would, uh, you know, that would result in this type of, you know, of situation, injury right. situation, yeah. right? Right. You know? Yeah, and again, I don't know because I don't know exactly where his shoulder went into his chest. Because obviously he was hit in the chest, mm-hmm. right? But uh, you look at it, you know, when he jumps up right afterwards, grabs his, you know, face mask, face mask, and then just right. falls backwards. It's right. like whoa. Yeah. So um, the NFL has said again uh, that uh, they uh, will give uh, in the hospital nothing more on the condition tonight, nothing on the postponement of the game. Just yeah. not appropriate to be talking about that right. at uh, at this uh, at this point. So, right. just want to make sure we update you uh, each and every hour because it was a scene you just don't see in sports. We just don't. Yeah, you know, as Troy Aikman said, this has never happened. Right, and I don't remember. I'm trying to think of. Uh, there was a hockey player. Remember the on the Dallas Stars a couple of years ago. Mm. That had a that had that the problem, but in the NFL, uh, this is mm. this is this has never happened, but you know, like this before. So we'll keep you uh, updated uh, on it. So looking at uh, some of the news when we were gone, I mean, I just some of the stuff, Eric, was just <laughs> Time Magazine exercise in the United States originated as a white supremacy project. Okay. Early 20th century pushes for exercise in the U.S. uh, stemmed from white supremacy in order to produce more white babies, according to a Time magazine piece. 
that also blame the coronavirus pandemic for having accelerated fitness inequality and allege it is wrong to presume that fat people are not fit or that they want to lose weight. (laughs) Well, I guess the good news is you don't have to stick to your New Year's resolution. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, In a conversation with the news magazine, exercise historian Natalie uh, Petz... Petzrula, a professor of uh, the new school in New York City, discussed the matter, which is a feature topic in her new book, Fit Nation, The Gains and Pains of America's Exercise Obsession. Look, I, I've i known enough uh, people to know that people obsess over different things. There are some people that are into, uh, you know, the exercise obsession. Hmm. You know, I don't know if, for most people, running a marathon would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, talked to my niece about playing basketball my entire life. <laughs> I'm not sure right now at my age, driving a marathon would be a good idea. Discussing how Americans went from a mentality of fat is good to skinny is better. Mm, okay. When? I, yeah. By the way, they make it sound like that's gaslighting that, that, at its that, ultimate. Well, that and that the majority of people are obsessed with exercise. That's the tone I'm getting from this. Right, exactly. So the um, society is upset. No, we're it's not. It's actually quite the opposite. Yeah. Like I said, you can find some people that may be. And it's very few, relatively yes. speaking. Yes. If you want to call it an obsession, if you want to rate it as an obsession, very few people fit in that category. So I don't know what this um, major epidemic is all about. But then if we're going to get to the um, judging people by uh, whether they're skinny or fat, uh, because that, that basically is what we're getting at here. That the fat shaming is wrong and that it is a form of bigotry. Right? Well, I mean, that I... wanting to be healthy is is not the right thing to do, not the right mindset. Well, I guess there's two things here. I mean, there's the aesthetics. I mean, if somebody is overweight, I mean, it's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, I don't think I've ever fat shamed anybody. I don't think I ever went up and bullied somebody and said, you're fat and I'm not. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. But if I do, uh, you know, I've had some friends that uh, started gaining weight, mm-hmm. especially in their 30s and 40s. Some people that I am have been close to and have told them, you need to exercise. Mm-hmm. You need to diet. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no fat shaming involved in it. There was no bullying involved in it. There wasn't about shaming their appearance it was a concern for their health because being overweight is not good, mm-hmm. is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And to promote the fact or or what I find to be reprehensible and immoral is to take something that is a health issue and make it into a... Uh, Aesthetic issue. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what they shouldn't be doing. Oh, you're fat shaming. You shouldn't be fat shaming them. If they wish to be fat, if they wish to be fat, go ahead. I could care less. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If you're fat or you're skinny, I don't care. I don't care what you look like. Uh, but if you're a friend or I know you're just a general good human being, I do care about your health. Should doctors not tell you to lose weight? Is that fat shaming? They always like to take they always like to take an issue that isn't an issue, which if a doctor tells you to lose weight, it doesn't care aesthetically what you look like. He or she doesn't care what you look like. Mm-hmm. All they care about is your health. When I go to the doctor, yeah. type two diabetic. Weight matters. Weight matters big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he hasn't said anything about my weight, but if he did, should I report him to the American Medical Association for fat shaming? Well, the, um, the, your doctor, you know, uh, generally speaking, people's doctors clearly don't care about your happiness. Stay away from <laughs> all the dairy. And this is Brian Regan did years ago, did a bit on this. She get those moles looked at and lose some weight and stay away from the dairy and other good things. And by the way, here, make make sure you pay on your way out the door. <laughs> the doctor's the only one that can get away with that. Um, you know, it's but this is the uh, again, the straw man argument, right? Trying to build something that isn't there. Well, see, you know, this is this actually is based in bigotry. No. It isn't. This obsession. Very few people have the obsession. Yeah, I know. That, that, that's the thing. If you're I, using I love this words obsession. have meaning, yeah. and if you're going to use the word obsession, then let's use the actual definition of the word. This obsession. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We shouldn't be obsessed. You don't have to be. It's probably not healthy to be obsessed about anything if we're talking a true obsession. Right. Yeah. But you can live your life the way you want to. You know what I call that? Freedom. Yeah. But to be concerned. Hmm? Concern doesn't mean an obsession. It means I'm concerned. I, I'm concerned about my weight. I don't, I don't believe it's a good thing for me to be fat. Why? You should be able to be whatever you wish to be. Yeah, but it may not be healthy for you. Well, yeah, there's the other side of it is is that, well, yeah, wait a minute. You're going to you're going to start an exercise program. That's wrong. Other people have taught you and and see this is the, <laughs> this is the gaslighting involved. Our society has taught you that being fat is wrong. And now you're going to start an exercise program at the beginning of the year because of what you've been taught or maybe the way they feel. And how about they get to choose? Then there's this one, an anti-diet TikTok influencer. Okay. Influencer Mm. is under fire after Libs of TikTok tweeted a video of her claiming that hitting the gym is fat phobic. All right. Well, I will agree. If you're pro-dieting because you believe you're too fat, you are fat phobic. It's okay to be fat phobic. Right. 
If, if you if you believe if you believe your fat, fat is wrong, right, and there's something wrong with it, and you're doing something about it in an effort to get healthy, then that's good. <laughs> what what does the left want people to be? Seriously, what do they want them to be? Well, they believe you're what, stupid. What, what frankly, is, what if, is, if you think you need to lose weight, there's something wrong with, with you. you. Wow, just just insane. Well, because how how long before then you know the push to change the guidelines? <laughs> it's not a food pyramid anymore. It's just a food blob. It's just whatever. Eight six six whatever you want. Eight six six ninety red eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio. If you like listening to Red Eye On Demand, we have more of Eric Harley and guests for you. Download RER's Extra Mile podcast. More topics and issues discussed. This winter, give your diesel a real treat. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE, if you would like to uh, get in. Well, the uh, uh, Idaho uh, uh, murders of the uh, the four University of Idaho students, uh, we know a suspect uh, has been uh, arrested, Brian uh, uh, Koberger. Did you see the New York Post story about the, how, you know, the report of how nuts he's been going in the Pennsylvania prison. Hmm. See that New York Post story that was out there that, yeah, that, uh, you know, said he was, you know, uh, let me just find it here. Uh, here it is uh, from the New York Post. Uh, Brian Kober allegedly tried to expose himself, taunted guards from, fr- uh, uh, excuse me here, I'm trying to get this here and I'm having problems with the uh, taunted guards from uh, Pennsylvania jail cell. Uh, the suspect in the slain, a four university of uh, Idaho students, allegedly tried to expose himself, sang violent rap songs and threatened guards from a Pennsylvania jail cell, according to a report. The fellow inmate told the Daily Mail that the accused killer, Brian Koberger, displayed bizarre and disturbing behavior at the Monroe County Jail. Valerie Spinelia, 50, told the outlet she witnessed Koberger during her six-hour stay at the jail after she was arrested. For domestic violence on New Year's Day, quote, you come in here and I'll cut you. I'm going to pee on your face. Uh, do what you want to me. I don't give a blankety blank. Mm. Uh, she claimed uh, he yelled at, uh, at one guard. This is just such a bizarre story when you, when you, you, know, you think about it. Um, as you know, he went to a, a college, you know, working on his doctorate in criminal justice. Yeah. And everything that right. goes, I mean... The, here's and I knew when when it came out that they couldn't tell us anything until he is extradited back and can be before a judge. Mm-hmm. I just said, "Oh boy, here we go! You're yeah, gonna have every yeah. single doctor, every single right. uh, psychiatrist, every single person possibly out there on the news speculating or trying to you know, figure out, okay, you know what's behind it." Uh, re- interesting stuff about possibility of the DNA, but we don't know. I mean, there's so much speculation going on. You know, did they get his DNA? Is it a relative's DNA? You know, just so many source stories 
right, uh, right. coming out. But will we know today or tomorrow? I mean, if he's extradited back, he'd mm. probably be flown back and within a day be before a judge. And so yeah, yeah. this week we should know what they actually have on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his apartment, uh, about 20 minutes from the murder scene, mm-hmm. uh, his campus that he attended in Washington State, uh, just about 10, 12 minutes uh, from the the campus that the four victims attended. And so the question is, all right, uh, what happened here? If, if Koberger is guilty here of this, uh, of these horrendous murders, then what drove that? Uh, was there any kind of relationship between him and any of those uh, victims? And, uh, and exactly what was, uh, what was his motive here? If he, again, was guilty of these murders. Um, but it took nearly seven weeks to make the arrest. The question also... Was he the only one involved? Was there anybody else involved in the planning or uh, the carrying out of these murders? And all those questions will be answered soon enough. threat to democracy if you don't download our app red eye radio and he's eric carley and i'm gary mcnamara 86690 red eye did you read uh, andrew mccarthy's column which i went whoa okay because mm. andrew i just normally wouldn't uh i didn't expect this article from him okay where he says impeach biden hmm uh why he normally doesn't go right. that far yeah, yeah. yep because right. of the border. And let me just read a couple of sentences right. here. Yes, I know. The votes for a conviction are not there at the moment and probably won't ever be. Hmm. The Constitution requires a two-thirds Senate supermajority to convict and remove an elected official from office. And Biden's Democratic Party will hold a two-seat majority in the upper chamber for the next two years. Yet there must be an impeachment investigation. And if Biden fails to change course, articles of impeachment. That would forever stain him, which he deserves more significantly. It would force the Senate to shut down other business and conduct a trial that would expose the death of depth of our security catastrophe and the fact that the Democrats have willfully caused it. That you're not going to get him kicked out of office. Mm. Because the one thing is, here's the concern, if you go to impeach him, you strengthen, normally, the, the view is, you strengthen a president by impeaching him in this day and age because impeachment is viewed partly because of Trump, partly because of of the, the other side when it comes to uh, uh, Clinton. They view it as political. Mm-hmm. You're just involved in a political game. And I think what McCarthy is saying here, Andrew McCarthy, not want to make sure, not Kevin. Not McCarthy. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew McCarthy is. This all needs to be brought out. You need to. Even doesn't matter whether he is kicked out of office. That's not the goal. Hmm. The goal is exposing it. What's going on precisely at the border, and the fact that it's happening because the president wants it to happen. 
And he says, uh, if Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and Mitch McConnell don't fancy that prospect, here's a suggestion. Fix the freaking border hmm. and stop ramming through uh, omnibus boondoggles that spend billions on processing and sheltering illegal aliens, but explicitly forbid shifting American taxpayer funds to protect Americans by securing the border. Hmm. The president's dereliction of duty has abetted a foreign invasion of so far approximately 6 million illegal immigrants. A large number of these immigrants are released into the country in violation of American law. And mind you, we haven't even faced the onslaught that waits the rescission of Title 42. As I detailed in a column earlier this week, although the Supreme Court has temporarily kept Title 42 in place, uh, its rescission is inevitable because it is a pretext, not a policy. Once it is lifted, the current rate of illegal immigration, an eye-popping 6,785 apprehensions per day, and another 2,000-odd gotaways who evade capture as they enter, will grow to somewhere between two to three times higher than it is right now. To provide some perspective, during the Obama-Biden years, the Department of Homeland Security regarded it as a crisis if the number of illegal alien encounters inched up above 1,000 per day, which computes to 365,000 365, per year. 1,000 per day overwhelms the system said Obama's former Department of Homeland Secretary Jay Johnson. At that time, Trump administration was dealing with four times that amount due to a surge of border arrivals by alien family units and unaccompanied alien minors. The surge was caused by a refusal of congressional Democrats to cooperate in Trump's signature border security priority. It was quelled, as Rich Lowry related, because Trump induced cooperation's from other countries. Thanks to Biden's ad- wholesale adoption of transnational progressive radicalism, we are now at seven times the number that Johnson conceded would be a crisis. Post Title 42, we could find ourselves at 18 times that amount or perhaps even more. And remember, that's just the apprehensions, not the gotaways. By what multiple must a president intentionally metastasize a crisis for the benefit of foreigners and to the ruin of the American people before he is impeached? It's a great question. Yep. We all know, everyone knows, this is what the Democrats want. Everyone knows this is what Biden wants. Right. And it's something he promoted. Heavily as a candidate. Yep. I'm there. Th- this is not something that you have to go find the files on. No, we've played you don't, it. You don't have to go and, and search for anything. You don't have to wait for something to be released. He's been openly promoting this from the beginning. Before he became president. It's not a secret. And everything that is happening right now is by design.
and we either fix it as a nation or we don't. I, I think it's an interesting point. If you bring it to this point, the Democrats on Capitol Hill basically have to be on record as to whether or not they believe this is a serious problem. Are you going to bring that to the American people? Are you going to get to that point? I don't trust the GOP to to move on something like that. I don't think they will. No, I I don't think think they will either. He makes the point as to why you should. Right. That when a president does something to intentionally harm United States citizens. Right. Which he is doing. Yep. In this case. And he's done on other fronts. Yep. And, you know, those are very, these are very serious items. And quite frankly, if the GOP isn't going to move in that direction, then they deserve politically what's coming their way. But I expect that that's not going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. I mean, here we are, January 3rd, the day that the votes have to happen in the, in the House for Kevin McCarthy. And they can't get the votes together. Let's nominate Andrew <laughs> McCarthy. <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> hey, if we need it to be a McCarthy, we'll give we, a have, McCarthy. we have one. We hey, have a good one. You don't have to be, you do not have to be a sitting member of the House to be <laughs> Speaker of the House. So throw Andrew McCarthy in there. Why not? <laughs> probably gonna, he's probably yeah. saying, shut up, guys. Yeah. You know? I have no interest. I have no, None. I, I have no interest in, uh, in in doing it. And we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens, uh, you know, today and, and, and where they go. It's easy. I mean, this isn't hard. Um, you know, over vacation, I mean, it's just, okay, come on, come on, come on. Just, you know, get it together. Get unified behind, you know, the four or five or six things that America believes in. Mm-hmm. You know, promote those over and over again. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Come on, guys and gals. Come on, you can do this. It's not that hard. Yeah, we've seen it done before. <laughs> it can be done. You know, it, you you can you can defeat, and that's the thing that doesn't change. The thing that doesn't change at all is the issues. The politics are all screwed up, but the issues are clearly in favor of the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Landslide numbers. Yeah. You, you just have to be able to communicate to the American public. And so far, you haven't been able to do that. And I think that, you know, these are, and, and, and you know, over the years, you point out how things, you know, get to a situation. Uh, before we left on the Christmas break, the, the question was already there as to whether or not the uh, Kevin uh, McCarthy had, you know, 218 votes in the House to make it to Speaker. Well, that shouldn't be the case. Even after a lackluster performance, you still won the House. Get it together on the issues. Everything else, everything else can be worked out in the halls. Get it together on the issues. Not hard. The issues, by the way, are sitting there in front of you. They're already together. Yeah. You don't have to do anything but point. And once again, you can't even do that. You don't have to lie. Nope. You don't have to make anything up. Nope. 
They do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want an example? Well, <clears throat> the border is secure. That's a lie. Right. Everybody knows that's a lie. Right. The border is not secure. It's Trump's fault. Everyone knows that's a lie. The polls show everybody knows that's a lie. Right. It's not Trump's fault. It's Biden's fault. Mm-hmm. This is calculated. Yep. No, all of this is... We would, we would rather spend money processing, spend hundreds of billions of dollars to process illegal immigrants into the United States mm-hmm. than to say, you're going back. Right. That is a choice. We are not going to follow what the law allows us to do. We're going to do everything we can to destroy border cities, many of them Democrat cities. Right. (laughs) They don't care. Right. No, they don't. Look, you have seen it. How many blue mayors in the major cities? This is a problem. We can't we can't afford this. We can't do this. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care about the American public. They don't care. And it's and nothing is going to change for at least two years. Yeah, it's not. Nothing is going to change. And over and over again, the crisis is is proving to be greater and greater. In fact, there's a case to be made, as we did before, over the last couple of years, we predicted and it was no really you, you you didn't have to go out on a limb to make those predictions that it was going to get worse and the reason it is going to get worse is because you know that the, those coming here know that the policy isn't going to change but it could at a certain point so ramping up to January 20th of 2025 there's going to be an increase in people coming here because they know the window could be closed mm mm-hmm. mhm so this is only going to get worse. We could change that. We could decide to ch- change that as a nation, but we've decided not to. President could simply say, look, illegal immigration is wrong. Mm-hmm. We know the vast majority, the vast, vast majority uh, do not have, you know, do not have credible asylum issues. Mm-hmm. We're not going to accept everybody in and say, we'll listen to your asylum issue down the road. It has to be specific from this country. We're getting together with Congress, and we're going to control the border. I'm President Joe Biden, and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you'd have to undo all the years of saying, come here. Right. We want you here. Right. But they don't wish to do that. He invited a surge. He Demo- literally invited a surge. Democrats want the surge of... Illegal immigrants to the border. They want chaos at our border cities. Yep. Because quite frankly, I think part of the plan is that you create such a massive surge that at some point, then, okay, fine, you wave the white flag and say, great, great, great. We'll uh, do a pathway to citizenship or whatever, legal status for uh, the majority, if not all of them, just make it stop. How do we know that Biden wants a surge at the border? Very simple. How do we know? How do we know? Hmm. 
I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. There you, there go. you go. That's it. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90 of uh, Red Eye. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about Mayorkas, you know, for the pathological liar he is as Depart- head of Department of Homeland Security. He isn't in charge. The president is. Right. Nope. Uh, the president could uh, make changes if he wanted to, but he doesn't want yeah. to. This is exactly what he wants. This is all by design. He promised it from the beginning. Before he became president. And the fact that he won tells him that he was on the right path. That he's doing the right thing. His party is still winning elections. They still control the Senate. He's good with it. He has no problem with a broken border. This is Red Eye Radio. On Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.